I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, are you good to go? I keep kind of falling off the back of my chair. Again, I feel like. Welcome to the School for Dumb Women's bonus episode. On last week's podcast, we had a smart lesson with Lisa Owens, who wrote a book called Not Working. Because we're dumb women, we don't know when to stop talking, so we talked for ages with Lisa and couldn't put it in the podcast because it didn't fit. But rather than waste that, we thought you could hear the whole chat with Lisa right here. It's pretty much the equivalent of being allowed to write on the whiteboard. Here we go. We're going to round off the podcast with a smart lesson. Um, and this week, it's really exciting. We have a special guest. We have Lisa Owens here. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, here are some facts about Lisa Owens, for those of you who don't know. She wrote a book called Not Working. Her book was so good, they made it into two books, a hard book and then a soft book. <laughs> um, and the soft book is out now in real bookshops. Yeah. That's, that's two books. You only had to write one book, but they made it into two books. That's a very smart woman move. <laughs> Absolutely. Is it Completely like, deliberate. Is it the DVD release of the book world? I guess it is, actually. That's an interesting way of putting it. It's hmm. you. If I still worked in publishing as I used to, I would use that. I would steal that and use it. But I think that is kind of, it's like a second life, a second chance. Yeah. Kind of thing. Hmm. yeah. It must be nice as well. Like, oh, everyone... Remember that my book was great. Read it again. <laughs> it is. Smaller. And, I, and they've also done such, they did such a great job with the first cover and then they, they rejected it for the second one. So it's like two, it is like two books. It looks different and it just kind of feels like a new lease. Yeah, a new kind of, oh, uh, nice. a whole new look. Yeah. It's great. Awesome. There's something I want to ask you about that's been fascinating <laughs> me for several days now. And it's about black milk. Hmm. Could you, for our listeners who don't know, and for the other two women in this room who've been looking at me <laughs> weird <a> <laughs> since I've been saying black milk all day. Even though I have read Lisa's book. Well, mm. tell us about black milk, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's actually a very, very tiny portion of the book. Um, the book's written in these very short, like, little chapters or vignettes. Um, and one of them, uh, the main character, is talking about business ideas that she's been keeping on her phone in case she chances upon an adventurous millionaire. Um, and the list just reads one point so far, and it is black milk, in brackets, <laughs> for goths. Um, oh, and, yes, I do. But <laughs> uh, I wonder what could possibly have puzzled you about that, Caroline. What, what puzzled me, well, was they now have black milk mm, for they goths. They don't. They've they've started doing black ice cream. Yes, and I've seen that. I saw because I follow you on Twitter, and I I enjoy you on Twitter very much. I oh, must thank say. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw you were a bit like, 
hang on a bit. <laughs> I came up with that. Should I get some money? Were you a bit like... I, the one, I, I did also kind of think, in all seriousness, I feel like everything is just such a fad that eventually that was bound to happen. Like, it... It was. It's like obviously a joke, but I also feel like the kind of baked goods world these days and the like fatty food world is just so insane that yeah, like everything yeah. you can possibly think of is going to happen. So like in some ways, black milk. I you know I think I almost when I was writing it was like, is this definitely not already a thing? You know, and it wasn't. <laughs> but, <laughs> it is, but you know, it's just kind of timing. Is it just vanilla then, like for the ice cream, the black ice cream. Uh, actually, I did read the piece know. about it. I want to say like. It's like charcoal. Oh, charcoal. It's yes, charcoal. It is. No. Yeah. Because yeah. I went to a hipster ice cream place the other day and waited in a long queue on the hottest day of the year and I got to the front and I ordered a vanilla because that's the type of guy I am. <laughs> <laughs> because when they, when I saw the black one, I thought, well, maybe, like you said, maybe it was just a normal flavour that looked jazzy for an Instagram picture. And no, it's charcoal. Yeah. Did you even try a tiny spoon No, I would have done that, but yeah. they were they were very sort of disparaging. Oh, really? Very oh. Not a flavour that I um, would queue up to eat, though. I mean, the ends of a barbecue, yes. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. In an iced treat. <laughs> yeah. And they, they melt a uh, marshmallow. I refuse to call it a saw, or whatever they call it. What? what? You know, the, the, it's, it's like I think it's an American name. A saw is like S O R E is like a toasted marshmallow, oh, and they put that or on an open wound. Oh, a small, <laughs> not a saw. I was wondering. I was like, why the fuck are you getting your snack news? <laughs> a s'more is actually pretty amazing if you haven't oh, tried a biscuit one before. Too, I'm right? sure yeah. it is, but with marshmallow like, melted mm-hmm. in the middle. My yeah. whole point is totally gone because it's not called a saw. <laughs> so they uh, no, they they put one of those. On top of the charcoal ice cream, like you would do at the end of a barbecue, you know, when you toast marshmallows. Oh. So maybe that's the theme, like, barbecue. I don't <laughs> like it. I hope it fails, so you don't miss out on any money. Because yeah. I would hate for you to come up with an idea and have it stolen <laughs> by hipsters and not even get a penny of that. So um, I would like to see you on some kind of tabloid going to court to sue the makers <laughs> of black milk in some kind of ridiculous outfit, all in black, obviously, but maybe pretty gothic. And it's just like women sues hipster company for literary idea. <laughs> well, I feel like there's probably some great internet like sleuthing I could do about whether someone on Instagram who was related to that business idea ever might have seen the book somewhere you know yeah. I feel like you yes. could probably get really go you really deep you could look into that I actually saw a great sorry this is such a non sequitur but I saw a brilliant um, you know the LRB the, yes. um, they have a, an amazing Twitter account but they did this um, what's the LRB the London Review of Books oh okay oh. yes correctly guessing an acronym <laughs> 10 points um, they were talking about a certain poetry award where every single person who's won it is tangentially related to Midsummer Murders <gasps> Whether whether it's like um, the cast or a writer or there's there's always some detail yeah. yeah that can link it back to Midsummer Murders <laughs> and this 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 woman who who I don't know who runs it at all um she just went on this like thirty tweet rampage about like <laughs> like like this link this link and then she disappears for about twenty minutes and she's like sorry I had a customer here's some more <laughs> it's honestly if there can be prizes for tweet streams this should get the highest one so it's like, like the purple heart with the John Nettles family favorite. Yeah. sorry um, what's our smart lesson today Hannah so because Lisa's book is called not working and it features a character that does not working we wanted to know (laughs) how does that work (laughs) Um, 
So the book is about uh, this young woman called Claire who um, she has a job in creative communications uh, and she feels that it's quite unfulfilling to her and that there's something out there that she would rather be doing. Um, The main problem is that she doesn't actually know what that is. Uh, And so in this kind of bold move, she quits her job and then is just fully unemployed without any idea of where she's going and what she's doing. Um, And so the book is kind of her just like... I really should be able to explain it better at this point. Um, so the book is really, you know, it's written in these short vignettes and it's um, it's her just kind of trying to, you know, get her life back on track. Um, but actually everything kind of ends up sort of slowly disintegrating around her. You know, her boyfriend is a trainee brain surgeon and so he's got his, you know, his shit together. Um, her mum stops talking to her because of a comment that she makes at a funeral. Um, and so there's kind of all this stuff going on and the kind of central, I guess, constant in her life that had been just her career that, you know, I think for lots of people, you when you say what you do, it kind of in some way kind of defines you. She doesn't have that. So it's kind of following this person kind of really going through some sort of mild existential crisis. Um, yeah. So I, for one, loved the fact that it was written in little vignettes because it made it feel like I was reading loads of chapters. <laughs> um, Did that make you feel smart? It made me feel so... I was on chapter five by the first page. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, That's because so, you're a dumb woman. Exactly, yeah. I, I really loved the book because I empathised greatly with with Claire. And I think a lot of people have this where you're like, do you know what? I'm going to do this big bold move and I'm gonna quit and I'm not gonna think too hard about what my life's calling is because then I can pretend that it is a thing and I won't look directly at it <laughs> oh, see this is um this is actually one of the reasons I love you so much because you did a big bold thing last year and um Alex uh took a career break and went traveling and you know she went to Asia and she wow. she'd come into a, a little amount of money through inheritance yeah. and, and just really went for it and we were all like go for it girl and you came <laughs> back and you were like it was kind of shit <laughs> 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 I'd always wanted to go travelling and I, I'd got, I got five grand, which is a nice amount of money. Lovely. Um, and it was just enough to do like this four month trip, just enough to get a proper travelling vibe, you know, not like a long holiday or whatever. And I've always wanted to do it. I've always banged on about how much I wanted to do it. And I was texting these guys sort of throughout being like, it's all right. <laughs> Bit bored now. Came back to my job. <laughs> I I love that though because yeah. yeah. I I think that people do sort of like fabricate um, enlightenment. I yes. know I, yes. I definitely do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, I because I went took a month because um, I I quit my job uh, recently to go freelance. So I kind of had I did relate to Claire a lot. I sort mm. of related to that sense of like there is being boundless amount of hours to now fill in the day, and it feels like it's going slower because you don't have the routine of like co-workers and lunchtime mm. and everything but also goes incredibly quickly <laughs> like even today it was like I had to leave for this podcast and I was like hadn't brushed my teeth yet I was yeah. like oh fuck you <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very similar to the writing life actually yeah um, and actually that yeah it, there was a weird t- way in which the kind of subject matter and my life ended up kind of becoming kind of spookily parallel oh, and it wow. kind of yeah it was a bit kind of sometimes life imitating art imitating life imitating art yeah yeah um, where it was so like, did you leave your job to do not work uh, I well I left my job to 
try and become a writer and I initially did a master's in creative writing and then the book kind of came out of that basically because you had to produce a project and then when I had this kind of oh, number great. of words that I then that then became the book um but you know it's about someone who's like trying to self-start and trying to find direction and trying to find meaning yeah. and like mm-hmm. all that stuff kind of I think does apply a lot to, to the creative process as well because you're having to to make it you know you're the one no, no one's kind of telling you that it's got to be done so um yeah like I definitely kind of ended up being like oh this this is really um this is oddly true to life and even though I'm kind of constantly having to try and distance myself from Claire because we're different people and it's a <laughs> oh, wow. and my mum's actually really nice in real life <laughs> um that um that there were there were the, yeah this kind of you know kind of lack of structure to days and kind of um, and yeah, all that kind of stuff, the lack of a timetable and sort of feeling a bit out of step with your friends who have more traditional jobs. Yeah, yeah it kind of definitely felt um, like at times that I really was going through what she was going through. Yeah. Can I ask you a little bit about those creative writing workshops? Yes. Because um, there are always things that I've been tempted to do and I always get like on the precipice of signing up for either a writer's group or something like that. But then I'm always like terrified that it will become like a formalized version of those Q&As where like mental people just stand up and talk for ages. <laughs> I feel like it'll be that, but every week and for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I'll just be listening to mentalers going on about their shit books. <laughs> I think it really I think definitely some might have the potential to have that Um, I think it depends on what you want it for I think for me it was for to like impose some kind of order like I'm terrible at self-starting so it was actually kind of a bit of a you know big shout to quit a job to in order to kind of create this thing from scratch Um, and so I was like I just definitely need like deadlines I need um, kind of people around to sort of say like what are you doing next? And kind yeah. of criticise me and give me feedback. Um, so I think from that point of view, they are really important. I mean, they do, obviously you have to then read their work and <laughs> feedback to them. Oh my God, well. what's that like? It's not all about, um, sadly not all about just your work. Um, it is actually, again, it's quite, I was very, like before I started it, I hadn't really done that much writing or certainly not that I'd like released into the world. And I was really precious about it and really terrified of anyone reading any of it because, you know, it was so perfect. And then, you know, obviously it wouldn't be as soon as someone read it. Uh, But it just really makes you kind of get over that and get over yourself. You just, you know, we had to read it out loud. And so you're immediately like having to own it and kind of see it in all its you know ugliness um and yeah I just I for me it was just quite a quite a freeing experience actually because suddenly people were listening to you taking you seriously but also not afraid to say like that's actually not very good and was there any moment where you were like Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you talentless hack. I worked in publishing for 10 years. Well, I, I, the, actually, I should say the kind of publishing I worked in was nonfiction, so there was always this kind of difference, and I never felt like I'm just swanning in with all of this like industry knowledge. That, I know what a book is. <laughs> I see how the sausage gets made. I've seen words before. <laughs> um, but. Uh, but there were times, obviously, when you feel really defensive, but um, I think generally it's more like you, you might get the odd out, like the odd person who says something that's really like, you know, just off. But generally the feedback does kind of tend to sound quite similar after a while and you're like, oh, this is for a reason. So people are saying, you know, the weaknesses kind of do end up just coming to the surface. And I think that is really helpful. Yeah, You just find people do end up saying like, you know, seven different people say the same thing and you're like, oh, okay, I do need to look at that again. Yeah. I definitely have experience because my first book is coming out um, early next year oh. and I have that thing where it's like um, 
you know, your your editors and your agent comes in like, yeah, maybe you want to change this thing. I'm like, no, that's the point. <laughs> the point is that she is a shallow character that no one understands. <laughs> and then you're like, oh no, it's just badly written. <laughs> Can I ask, did anyone else from your creative writing class get their project? published into a very successful book. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did. I think it was I mean, it was at the UEA course, which is, you know, quite well known uh, yeah. and um, does have a good success rate. But I think, yeah, a good number of of us um, have either had had books published or they are coming. Um, Sarah Taylor, whose book, The Shaw. Damn, I, I was hoping that Laura's. you'd be the only one and I could be like, <laughs> you're such a smart woman. And a guy called Tom Morris who wrote a short story collection called oh, I Don't Know What We're Doing, which is brilliant. I, yeah, he's an Irish guy, isn't he? Uh, he? Well, he's Welsh, but he's lived in Dublin and kind of involved in the Irish literary scene. Oh, right, you know. yeah. Yeah, I have his book in my house. I've read, it's really good. Yeah, I've read the first half of it, but I think with short stories, you, you yeah, like, dip in oh, I've done that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't. Um, yeah, and I, and Julianne Pacheco, who's recently came out with a favour called The Lucky Ones, which is kind of a short story collection. But yeah, so quite a, quite a good yield. That's nice. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So uh, Claire in the book, she, she does not working really well. Um, <laughs> what, what are the best ways that she finds of not working? And how can we, as dumb women, do not working at home <laughs> ourselves? Do not working to the very best of our abilities. Yes. <laughs> um, well, it gets to really kind of it gets to a really sort of molecular level where she's not working in the sense that she doesn't have a job but then she's also not working in like any sense of like she's not even like <laughs> cleaning the house on like a sort of minimum level she's not like you know there's a bit where her boyfriend asked her to post a letter and she doesn't post the letter oh, <laughs> posting letters is horrible <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah so, so she, and instead she spends her time I mean it's a lot of it's a lot of the classics. It's watching YouTube videos. Okay. Um, it's kind of Googling stuff and then ending up just miles from where you began. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of internet related procrastination, which um, I'm sure we're all very familiar with. Okay. I mean, we're pretty good at the internet. I think we can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we Googled all these answers. Yeah. <laughs> so. And we only went on some tangents. Yeah. yeah. What's your guys' favorite way of not working? 
Oh, um, my favourite thing is uh, if I've got a piece to write or some funny things to write down, uh, I get in at night and I'm like, oh, I'm going to cook my tea, I'm going to clean my room. I'm going to, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to always research that really obscure thing. I'm going to watch that sitcom I wanted to watch (laughs) in bulk. (laughs) And then it gets to 1am and I sort of open Word and I'm like, and here we Go. <laughs> Set my alarm for six. Do it in the morning before work. Yeah, uh, I do the same thing, but my thing recently has become, um, I think I've mentioned this before, but the bread thing. What's oh, the bread yeah. thing? You make bread now. Just making bread, which has only become a thing since I've needed a thing to procrastinate with. Because <laughs> Needed a thing. Needed a thing. Because um, bread's very easy, very cheap, and takes hours. It Great. takes like three hours to do. <laughs> To do like good loaf, so that's like half your working day right there. <laughs> Actually, cooking that there is a, there is a scene in the book where Claire makes this like very elaborate meal for her boyfriend, just sort of like everything from scratch, sort of five course like feast, and he's just like not that into it. Basically, <laughs> he's been out of work all day, yeah. and yeah, she's gone to like source all these kind of ingredients, yeah. and that's the loads worst of time thing, isn't it? When you're like, I even did the washing up before you even <laughs> fucking came home. <laughs> There are two candles on this table. (laughs) So if you can't do not working because you need money to pay a smart woman whose property you rent, um, how can you go to work while still actually not working, but you look like you're working? It's a very good question. I think one of the key things is to do a job that is as vague as possible. <laughs> mm. as, as a real title that is, yeah. you know, kind of all things to all men. Communications is a good one. Yeah, Communication. yeah. Communications is even better. And Perfect. sometimes the more words in the job title, the less you know what they do. Exactly. Creative, I, strategic, <laughs> analyst, executive. Rockstar. Rockstar. <laughs> and like anything that's like, I just feel like having using the internet as research is like is like a great kind of catch all. I think just mm, that yes. you can look at any Wikipedia page, you know, like then mm. no one's gonna think it's suspicious that you yeah. could, because you're always it's all research, you know, it's all a kind of That's true. You know, yeah. coming um, up with ideas. My or, job for many years was social media manager. Oh. Perfect. And so basically <laughs> if you're if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram, you're like, Yeah, I I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> As I should be. Yeah. As I'm being paid to be. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, I'm just researching his account to see what she's doing. But really, I'm looking at my ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but how do you actually then differentiate between work and... Oh, you can't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that I think that's, that's the thing with, with social media is that... Um, I, there was a lot of times at work where I would just like go down rabbit holes and just be la 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 like doing my own thing but then you're also expected to be on call a lot of the time so right. it's that blurring of work and home and home and work mm. that makes it one of those jobs you can kind of only do in your early 20s yes yeah. <laughs> I had a friend once that um, her desk and screen was not only not in view of the boss it wasn't in view of anyone and it was in the corner of the office the oh dream. my god! <laughs> and she honestly used to watch BBC iPlayer all day. Amazing. <laughs> She's probably running a whole Etsy business. Just from yeah. Desk. yeah. <laughs> and using the postal system, you know, using the oh Frankie machine. Oh yeah. yeah. That is my like number one biggest thing. <laughs> place I've worked is like I'm totally abusing the post. Frankie oh, machine. Oh yeah. <laughs> Honest to God, when you work in a big company that's got a post room, 
Yeah. Just send those That's birthday how you presents make home. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> For free. <laughs> I think also if you can contrive to wear headphones like from day one, then yeah. I think like you can get away with a lot. That's my speciality. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say you guys yeah. are all looking very professional. Right <laughs> and I sit next to you and sometimes you pretend like you can't hear me. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I can't and sometimes I just hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm annoying. <laughs> Um, another good thing which I've thought of as well is make a big spreadsheet with your star signs on it and make it all different colours oh, uh, so make it look like there's a big sort of system yeah yeah. and then what you would just kind of tab that up when someone walks by mm-hmm. you know you just you just think you just pretend it's important yeah the whole Venus is in yeah. <laughs> sorry okay. Colin I can't take this call I'm afraid it's an urgent movement in the Venus stars Venus on the move <laughs> As long as it's a spreadsheet, it looks like work. That's true. That's essentially my point. That's a good good rule of thumb. Yeah. Um, I actually wish I I have been meaning to learn those, um, like, shortcuts on the laptop for, like, just tabbing between pages. I feel like there's a much more efficient way other than very guiltily Mm. kind of, like... Yeah, minimising, minimising, (laughs) minimising. Have you ever had, like, a bit of a rubbish computer at work and you've been doing something like booking a flight and your boss comes over and you click minimise and it's got a lag? (laughs) like... (laughs) Oh, fuck. But, yeah, good tips there, Mm. I think. Very good. I feel like I've learned a lot about not working and how to do it. Yeah, thank you, Ms. Owens. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to our chat with the author, Lisa Owens. The soft book is out now and you can get it in lots of bookshops and probably Amazon there. We'll be back with another episode of School for Dumb Women next Tuesday. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.